You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Welcome to episode 20 of The Lightwalker's Path. I'm your host, Serena Myers, and today we are continuing this interview series where we are expanding the conversation about what it means to live a spiritual life. Today is no exception. I have a wonderful guest with me, uh, my friend and a professional in my area. Freya Pureby is the professional organizer and magical maven behind All Clear, and we are going to be talking... A little Marie Kondo today. We're going to get into the nitty gritty about um, what it means to declutter and why it is so hard for so many people. So to kick things off, Freya, can you just tell us a little bit about you, your business, and uh, the magic that you're making in the world? Thanks, Serena, for having me. I'm like really excited to be here. Um, well, organizing and decluttering for me started a long time ago, and I helped people, you know, clear their space, um, create spaces that work more functionally for them, helping them create systems. Um, I believe there's a real correlation between clearing a physical space and also it clearing an emotional space or an internal space for us. So that's really the reward and the juicy part of this for me. And that's kind of what had like brought me into it. And unconsciously, I didn't know I was physically clearing to emotionally clear but that's what was happening and um I've done it for myself for years I constantly like probably do it every week just intuitively and now I feel really called to support other people to do it that's beautiful and I mean for those of you who are listening to this on YouTube as opposed to just on the podcast you'll be able to see kind of even her little backdrop um, this is what her home is like. She really does have a place for everything. And I feel too, like you're very intentional with the things that you choose to bring in your space. Yes. So if I'm going to have something in my space, I want it to be really like attractive to look at something that brings me joy. Um, Marie Kondo talks a lot about, you know, what sparks joy, but it's, it's really true. Like if, if I adore the things that are around me, I'm delighted every time I walk into a room, which shifts my emotional landscape. It can really support um, whatever I'm going through that day or, or just helping me like set myself up for a positive experience. And so everything on it right now, everything you're saying, like on an intellectual level, I'm like, well, yeah, obviously, but uh, we are not always intellectual beings. We are very emotional beings and we are so attached to our shit. And I mean that in the clutter sense as well as every other sense. So what is it that makes us attached and how do we let that go to be able to make that kind of space? Um, well, that's a really great question. And also it's different for everyone. Um, in my experience with the people that I've you know, touched and, and supported so far. Um, everyone has a different reason why they might be attached to something. There might be a, um, like an actual emotional attachment to the thing, but it could also just be that I don't want to waste. I don't want to feel guilty for getting rid of something because um, 
then I might have to get something else and I don't want to do that. Um, so they might hold on to things for that purpose. Some people don't really necessarily equate that I can donate this to someone who might really need it. Mm. And that, so I, I like to present all the options and also um, just really gently support them in that. And there's a spectrum. So people who are really emotionally attached to their things, um, I believe might need some, you know, support that is more specific or more, um, you know, geared towards that part of letting go than I can offer. I like to work with people who are maybe in the, I'm, I'm ready to let go of some things. I just don't know how, and I might be attached to some things, but I want you to help me let go of it. Um, so they're more of a yes in terms of, I know I want to do this. It might be hard, but let's talk about that. So they're not like, you're not dragging them, kicking and screaming to do this. It really is being driven by them. Yes. So when people are in that place, what made that shift typically? Like what's happening in their lives where they're suddenly ready? Um, it might be all the, the media attention right now about, you know, decluttering. There's a lot of emphasis around it. It's quite the trending topic. Mm -hmm. um, also, people are like moving, you know, spaces are smaller. Um, so we might be moving into a new home that is smaller than the home you had, or you might be moving in with someone that you're now like consolidating two sets of things together. And how do we do that? And it can be overwhelming. And um, I really love to help out because I might be a unicorn, but I don't find it overwhelming. I find it exciting and like really excited to, to create a system that works for them. That's awesome. And it, after you've done this, after you've kind of done the support element and you've gone into the physical part of the actual decluttering and everything, is it easy for them to maintain after? Well, that's, that's the most important part. Um, I don't want to set anyone up with something that they can't maintain. So I like to look at their natural habits, where, what they're typically doing, where they're going for things, what makes sense in their routine. So I do ask a lot of questions around that and I like to maybe kind of observe that before creating a system because I've had experience um, with my own partner around this. Um, like we don't share bathrooms, he has his own bathroom. So I've helped him make his bathroom, you know, function better and also look really nice and clean and clear of things on the counter. And we've had many conversations about, hey, if this isn't my usual system. I'm not going to be maintaining it. I'm just going to be leaving things on the counter. So let's create something that really works. Hmm. And would that be some, like with that example, would that be having something on the counter so that it can stay organized, but where he's going to naturally gravitate to? Exactly. Like have a nice little basket with the things that he needs, like the everyday go-to things, and then have the other things tucked away in a cabinet or in a drawer that he might not need every day. Yeah, and it seems it seems so simple. Um, I feel too like there is um, energetic weight with stuff, whether it brings us joy or not. It's whatever we are surrounding ourselves with has an impact. So how do we even have that awareness of like what weight is worth carrying? I guess. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I mean. With, with anything, it's just, but maybe let's try it. Let's see what, you know, if we do this little tweak, if we, you know, like you have everyone, most of people have a work desk. So 
let's try and clear this up a little bit and see how you like it. You know, when you come in and you look at your desk every day, does it feel better? Does it, um, and then maybe you do more because you might notice something positive. So you're someone who has a very dedicated spiritual practice. I think the terms you've used where they were your non-negotiables, like this is something that is, um, it's just so essential in how you take care of yourself and who you are and your energy. How does that play into this? How is that part of, how do they, how do they dance together? Um, well, my, you know, there's a lot of things that people can do for their spiritual practice. I find that I like to do a variety of things and I used to get really hard on myself about, you know, not sticking to one thing and being consistent with it. So I think that plays into working with people because I don't have this one rule, like this is the thing you must do. I like to customize it and like really experience the person in their space. And I think many things can work um, and it can look like many different things. So do you create little rituals for people even like around the process of decluttering? Yeah, um, definitely. And as we're doing it, we're kind of, you know, build, I'm building that in so they can experience that firsthand. And then, you know, if they want to keep that up, that's great. Um, if they find value in it and I'm hoping to, you know, work with more people who want to invite that because I find that, um, I want to create long lasting, like emotional, uh, being for, for people. So if, if I come in and help them, you know, clear their space, um, that's great, but I want to, you know, it'd be great to have that impact of they're able to do this for themselves in this small way that contributes to their well-being. It almost becomes part of their self-care routine and their non-negotiables. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. Okay, so let's look at what the process is like. So I call you up, I say, hey, uh, well, this would be honest, my office is a disaster. <laughs> How can you help me? What does that look like? Um, so I have this little form and we go through some questions about, you know, what, what you're looking, what's your objective? What are you, what's the end goal that you're looking for? Um, are you looking for more space, more systems? Have you got too much stuff that you don't know how to, you know, let go of or get rid of? Um, and then we can go from there. And the letting go part is usually the most difficult, um, and what I like to do is kind of do it through maybe a two or a three uh, phase thing. So at first we might have the yes, no, maybe. And if there are thing, a lot more things in the maybe, usually end up there. And then when we, maybe if you've got, if you've said, okay, yep, I can let go of this thing. And then when we come back to the second round of maybes, you might be more ready to let go of those. So find that once you've done it a couple times, people are feeling it in their body like, oh, this isn't so bad. I can do this. Um, and then sometimes we even do it a third time. Um, so because sometimes people get stuck on, I don't know if I should keep this. I don't know if it's a yes or no. So I feel like that really helps. So like building up like emotional resiliency as you go through. Yeah. And experiencing that like win, like it's, it is a celebration of, I was able to let this go and mm -hmm. that it's a little bit underrated because not, you know, not everyone might feel that way, but for the people who do, it's just this like 
um, revelation of, okay, I, I can do that. And then they're more open to doing more. And you're based in Vancouver. So is that, I mean, we have a lot of small places here, particularly anywhere newer. Um, is that, is that willingness there? Are people, I know a lot of people, especially if they have families, they're just booking it to the suburbs because it's more affordable. They get bigger spaces. But for the people that are here in the city, like, are they willing to do that process? Are they willing to open themselves up in that way? So far, yeah. Um, you know, there are lots and lots and more people wanting to do that. And I like to offer them all the things that we can do that decluttering and organizing for. It could be files on your computer. It could be paper. You know, it, it doesn't need to... A lot of people think it's your whole home it's every room it could be just your kitchen drawers or like your wallet or your handbag like a lot of people walk around with a ton of things in their handbag some things they don't even need they haven't had time to clear it out maybe they don't have the right things in there um, so there's such a huge scope and I feel like at least every at least everyone has one thing that they might want to look at or be open to We've really, at this point, kept the conversation around the decluttering, so the getting rid of stuff. But that's only like half of what you do. So much of it is in making a space really beautiful, sometimes sacred, depending on who the person is. And you talk about this a bit on your website about adorning your space. Can you, um, can you tell me more what that process is like and how you tailor it to each individual? Yeah. Um, so what I, like my philosophy is that we, that it's, you know, great if we have things in our spaces that we like to look at, that we really enjoy. It might be a piece of art that's in your bedroom. And as we're creating a system to organize your, your space or clear, you know, clear your space, we can use that one item. It could be a really nice vintage dresser or your bed that we focus around, um, adding more things that will have that same effect of that item that you really adore. Mm. So that you end up having more things in your space that you really adore. Um, an example of this is if I go to the dollar store and I need something really basic, like um, those skincare tubes that are squishy and that you can take on the airplane, um, there'd be different colors of them. And I really like you know, pink or clear. So I might not want to do the red or the blue or the orange because yes, that is a functioning thing. And yes, I might need that, but I might say, no, you know what? I really want a pink one. So I will go and find a pink one. I won't just get anything. Um, and I find that that kind of makes that whole delighting experience even better. One, it's, it's that little extra discernment because it's not necessarily about how much you're spending. It's making sure that whatever you're spending is something that you're really going to love. Yeah. I used to do this with clothes. I would get really hung up on, oh, but it's such a good deal. And like, you know, and it, and it fits and it didn't really matter that it wasn't my color or that I hated the texture of the fabric. And I would buy all this stuff, particularly when I was in corporate and I was so busy trying to like fit this mold of who I was supposed to be that I would buy all this shit that I would never wear. And that I was just, it would just like take up space in my closet. I had a walk-in closet at the time, but still it was like taking up all this space with all these things. I had a pink plaid skirt suit. What? That I, I know. 
It's so ugly. It was like wool or maybe fake wool. I don't know. But it like literally sat in my closet and I think I might've worn it on Halloween one year, but like it never came to work. Like not once, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, I love the idea of marrying the functionality with adoring. So mm-hmm. you don't have to have the boring thing. You don't have to buy the boring thing. Let's buy, let's increase the sparkle, you know, more like fewer things that you love more. Exactly. Seems so easy. It's like everything that you're saying makes so much sense. But then I look around my office as a perfect example and I have books I haven't read. I have crystals that I haven't figured out how to store. I have, um, you know, I have three different altars that I can look at. No, four, one, two, three. And then this guy behind me, four different altars. And so much of that could be consolidated. I just don't. And you know, some of that is attachment. That's a really big part of it. But I think also some of it is the shame of like, oh my God, how did I let it get this far? So when shame is the beast underneath the stuff, what do you do with that? Um, Well, Brene Brown, who I love, talks about this and, you know, speaking it out loud, it often lets the shame kind of pop away like a bubble. And having someone who can help create a safe space around that, um, and just, you know, walk you through that might really help. So, I mean, I can relate to that. You know, some projects I might not feel like I want to tackle on my own, but if someone, you know, if a friend came over and said, okay, let's do this together, it feels easier. Mm-hmm. I might, you know, be able to share. And I, and I like to think that I can create a safe space for people to be able to share those things. And there's no judgment to me. Um, you know, we've, we've all got stuff and it's just about, let me take the first step and then I'm going to come in and help, you know, let's walk through this together. I think that's one of um, the best qualities about you is the fact that you do approach things with no judgment. And because of that, people who are in that place of, I know I really need help, but I'm too ashamed to ask. Um, it makes it, and I hope if you're listening and you're in that position, whether you're in Vancouver or not, you can find someone like Freya who holds that space because, you know, really getting over that hump is like such a big deal, but the peace on the other side of it is totally worth kind of going into battle with that shame a little bit. And you're right. As soon as you start to talk about it, it loses its grip. Yeah. It's a huge part of it. I think what's really neat too is that you've kind of done the it takes a village approach to this. So your specialty is on like minimizing, so getting rid of stuff and making space all clear, literally, um, and then finding ways to make it beautiful. But it expands so far beyond just a physical space when you start to partner with these other people. So who else do you work with in your community? So, you know, I love community. I love building community. Um, I have this special, you know, soul sister friend who her name is Vanessa and her business is Style with Vanessa and she will come in, you know, I do help declutter uh, closets and create the system. She can come in and help you figure out if the outfits and clothes that you have in there are actually working for your body or actually making like, do you feel good in these clothes? And um, we like to think of ourselves as this little collaborative um, and she's she's amazing at what she does also no judgment she can go job with you she can just work with what you have and and then i have another friend um courtney who is actually from you know first-hand experience with her family around having 
too much stuff and growing up with a really cluttered home has gone into learning the psychology behind that and finding the emotional support and she's a coach around how specifically how to let go of physical things and of course that mirrors the internal emotional landscape too so she's also there as a support for for people who i might come across who aren't who just aren't ready to let go mm. and might need her support before before i can come in and and support them and yeah there you know it's like a holistic approach there's more people that um that I'm finding, you know, alignments with to create this and build on this collaborative. Well, what I like about that too, is that a lot of people who are in your industry are not looking at it as holistic. They're not looking at, at it as an emotional task. They're really thinking about it from like the, the apples and oranges of it. It's like, this is a thing it has to get done. And they're very task based. And these are the people that you're going to see that'll work with, let's say like a realtor where it's just like, this needs to get done. Let's finish it. Um, but when we look at like the kind of people that you're working with, so some of them, you're right, are on that bandwagon. Some of them, um, it's like a whole new phase in their life. So it could be merging houses, but it could also be like empty nesters who now their kids have gone off and started their own lives. And letting go of just the space alone is a big deal, but then all the things that take up the space and all the memories that are attached to it, it's actually like a really big thing. And I think having that kind of community approach to it makes it so much more supportive and takes it in this new deeper way. And this is something that's beautiful because you don't have to be on a spiritual path to be able to benefit from this either. It just, you know, I think I feel like for those of us who are doing inner work, it's another way of being able to kind of stretch that out and explore new parts of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I went through a really intense breakup and I was home a lot because I was sad a lot. And that was this time that I really began to completely transform my space to like one by one found things and cleared things and everything in there was just lovely. And so when I was in my home, I felt so wonderful, like it felt great. And that helped me heal all the rest of the other stuff. Yeah, sometimes we need just that outside reflection to give us permission for the inside stuff to go, you know, to be able to go and explore those things. I find that it's hard to do inner work in chaos. It's why people who are in uh, really tumultuous relationships have a hard time sustaining any inner work that they do because they go back into that same environment. So when you can kind of clear the outside, it makes it safe to explore the stuff going on on the inside. Yes. Love that. Okay, that is amazing. Thank you so much, Freya. And if you are in the Vancouver area and you're looking for this kind of support, you can find her at all-clear.ca. And of course, if you want to do the usual social media stalking before it's a hell yes on the inside, then you can find her on Facebook and Instagram at I am all clear. Easy peasy. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. This has been so beautiful and it's nice to have an inside scoop to the kind of stuff that happens behind the scenes for people who are doing this sort of work. You know, beyond Netflix specials, we can only get so much. So I'm glad to be able to have this conversation with you today. Thank you so much, Serena. It was great to be here. Thank you. And of course, if you want to carry on this conversation, you can join us in the Facebook group, The Lightwalkers Path, same name as this podcast. Okay, thanks so much, everybody. We will see you again next week. Take care now. Bye-bye.